Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We understand that the union is saying that they made an offer and the government has not responded. And we also are getting some reporting here as we delve into this that the work from home is part of a part of the sticking issues. So we're going to get into it. I would like to welcome Charles St. Armand, chief economist at Alberta Central, who previously worked at the finance department in the Bank of Canada. Good afternoon, Charles. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm reading as I watch the news, and I'm always looking for anything that might change public sentiment. It is powerful, Charles. How would you read it right now? Do the liberals have the public on their side, or do the workers who have walked out have the public on their side? I think it's still unclear. I think a lot of the public still understand that considering uh, the high inflation we've had in Canada uh, over the past year and a half or so, that many workers have seen a decline in their purchasing power. And in some ways, it's normal for workers to ask to be compensated, not to uh, be uh, poorer because of the higher inflation. I think where the public opinion could start shifting is if the demands are much higher and more than to just cover the loss in uh, purchasing power. It is. You know, Canadians are going to look at those numbers and perhaps not see them if they're working for the private sector here. It's always been a bit of a tussle, hasn't it, between the private and the public. But in these times, as you've just outlined, we're feeling different things. Is this more intensified, in your opinion, that feeling of why them, why not me? Well, it's probably intensified because everyone has seen a big uh, hit on their uh, personal finance over the past year. So there's, as I mentioned, the very the sharp uh, increase in inflation, but also for anyone who has a mortgage or any type of debt, seeing also interest rate rising so rapidly. So uh, households in general in the country are feeling that financial squeeze. So seeing big wage increase in the public sector that are not being seen in the private sectors can uh, probably create some uh, uh, some tensions there. It is. And when we talk about it, it is powerful, isn't it? I mean, we always see these walkouts. I've covered, certainly discussed and looked at them and covered them for a couple of decades. And how the public fields gives the government power both ways. So we could put the pressure on and you can see the the unions trying to really uh, equate themselves with the average Canadian. I mean, historically, would you agree? I mean, if it, the way the rest of us feel about it can affect what turns out for these workers. Yes, because obviously you need, they will need uh, the union to have some public support uh, so that it's a bit easier for them to justify uh, being uh, being on strike. And a way, and that's one of the uh, the questions I have in my mind, is that how much, what will be ultimately uh, agreed between the government and the uh, public workers uh, union, how much that kind of comprehensive package will kind of set the tone for other sectors in the economy, uh, both on, on the uh, public side, so either at the provincial level, but also on the private side. Like some private mm-hmm. sectors might be looking at and th- that uh, wage settlement and be like, well, okay, yeah, we might need to bonify our 
uh, offers. So there's also that that I think the general public is also looking is that, well, if they get a good uh, contract, maybe that could trickle down to me. Absolutely. Every company, this impacts everything. Everybody's watching it. It is kind of, would you agree? I mean, post-pandemic, it's a big test of worker power, would you say? Well, it, it's a big test because one, it's a big, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a lot of workers. You're talking 150,000 so workers uh, that are on strike. It's a relatively powerful mass. And there's some details that are still kind of new post-pandemic. Like we were mentioning earlier uh, that um, the uh, working from home is one part of the issue. So it's not just about pay and salaries. It's also the, those more flexible work condition that are also uh, being uh, being negotiated that could have also some uh, impact on the rest of the uh, the economy and to the private sector. No, it's true. It is a little bit of a snapshot of just everything. And I, I just want to stay with that for a moment before we have to take a break here. But the work from home has been a sticking point we see. And some of the reporting and some of the the information that I'm getting is that it's a big sticking point. It is a very modern demand from these government workers. But it plays out economically if people stay at home. A lot of these people work in Ottawa. I mean, this has such a ripple effect and could affect so many other sectors of the economy. Yes, and, and I think that in some ways the pandemic has created that new set of or that new workplace where suddenly you don't have to commute every single day to uh, to work. So it allows you a bit more economic freedom, either that you don't need a second car or two, you can live slightly further away from from city centers and being able to uh, to afford a, a cheaper home and have better finance in the end. So it, it's it, it's it has financial and non-financial implication. If the right to work at home, if they they get that extended, does that take the air out of the argument for private sector as well? Are they paying? We, you, know, we, you and I were just talking about the monetary factor. Are they also watching private sector on what's decided here? Is this going to set set a model? Yeah, probably. But I think from my own experience and my own work and from speaking to colleagues in different areas, that employers actually been in general in the private sector relatively flexible, depending obviously on the type of work. But for, mm-hmm. um, I know for myself as an economist, they've been very uh, flexible at, give, at allowing two or three days from home, yeah. depending on the sector. Yeah, that I, hybrid, that hybrid model. I'm sure you saw the news. There's a, there's a poll and from Angus Reid that says, and we've been just talking about public sentiment, that half of Canadians do support the right of these public servants to work from home. Does that surprise you? Were you expecting that? Um, it doesn't surprise me uh, that much. Okay, I think. Uh, in the post-pandemic world, we've kind of seen, and many Canadians have experienced it themselves, they started working from home and realized that, huh, I can be as productive as, as <laughs> I was in the office, and I don't have the cost of commuting. I don't have to uh, get ready in the morning, to, so, and I have the flexibility where I can 
do other things at home at the same time. So and I think a lot of those who have enjoyed it realize that, yeah, it's actually a great perk of the uh, modern workplace. It is. And it remains to be seen whether or not they're going to get it. So, I mean, they want more money and they want remote work. And I just want to ask you, too, about this 13.5% wage hike over three years. Is that a bit rich as Canadians look at this, Charles? Well, I think there's, I think the first question we have to ask yourself, and I don't have the answer, is how much have they seen a decline in their purchasing powers in recent years? Because yes, you've, we've had the high inflation of, that we've had in 2021, 2022, but were they in some way, was there some catch up that needed to be done previously? I don't have the numbers. I cannot comment with certainty on that. So that's one aspect that we need to look at. But if we were, if there is no catch up, it looks quite big considering uh, what we we've had in terms of inflation in recent in recent uh, years, and what we expect in uh, the next few years, so it it might be an issue where it actually could be inflationary. It could. And that's what I want to ask you. We're starting to see these projections. So it's not just about worker power. It's not just about testing how we work in these modern times. It may get to the core and aggravate one of Canadians' biggest worries because it's about economic downturn. It's about the big R, a recession and inflation as we're watching. You know, there has been some pain as we at least got to this point in inflation to keep it down. Do you agree as, a, as an economist that there yeah. is a risk here? There are clear risks. And actually, if we go back last fall, I know. I remember the Bank of Canada or the governor of the Bank of Canada, Tiff Macklem, had a lot of. Uh, I've taken a, a lot of heat from various uh, union when he said that we have to be con- careful in terms of what we ask in terms of wage demand and wage increases, and it, that's what he has in mind: is that if people start asking wage increase, I don't too big and maybe also too much front loaded then we have a big increase in wage that actually continues to fan the, the flames of inflation. What you want to see is that, yes, it's normal for workers to ask for their purchasing power to be uh, reestablished to what it was pre uh, the, 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 uh, the sharp increase in inflation. But can we spread that on multiple years rather than doing it in one year? So to kind of to prevent further inflationary pressures. Okay, so so would you do you think what the big ask here falls under that because it's over three years? Uh, yeah, I think I think there's two part there. Like I think it, there's a lot the wage increase again, depending on how much they are is needed to kind of reestablish their purchasing power, but seems big. I think it might be and, and actually might need to be spread out over five four years. Might be a bit. Oh, okay. Easier on inflation. It's just if we just think about inflation, the more spread it in time, the more the adjust the readjustment is, the less inflationary it will be. So there's kind of two parts. You want to be the increase to be not too big, but also spread it a bit more so they're not too upfront in creating uh, more upside on on inflation. 
All right, before we take a break, and after, and when we come back over the next break, we are going to take your calls, 1-800-263-2428. We're reading the polls. We'll get, we'll get our listeners' impression on how they feel about that remote work and also this field. But I do want to ask you, Charles, as you say, perhaps it should be spread over a little bit. You know, historically, as we watch economically how these, these strikes work, it, it seems to me we're getting into the tense part here and things can change. I mean, if Canadians are put at a disadvantage, if the tax filing doesn't work, I mean, sooner or later in a country that it is having a big discussion, whether it's broken or not, from passports to so many things, if, it, if things appear not to be working, that could change public sentiment very quickly. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Well, we have to, to take into account that in the first few days, it's probably easier because there's probably a bit more support for uh, the public towards the, uh, the the work action. But we have to take into it to to keep in mind that it costs about the economy it costs the economy about two hundred to three hundred million dollars a day just because of all the service that are not given from the passport to what's going on with the CRA and the tax returns. So. In the short run, there's some sympathy, but the longer the strike lasts, you'll start to see more uh, of the, a greater share of the population that's being affected and seeing the negative part for their own uh, activities. And they will start to turn, uh, or it will turn public sentiment probably against the strike. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.